bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. It's Thursday afternoon, so it must be the Herald Express, Devon Live, Yellow Army, Talker United podcast with Guy and David. Richard's not with us this week, unfortunately. But, as always, we have much to discuss. <laughs> we do indeed. We, I'm going to get t-shirts made with much to discuss on there. Uh, thank you very much, uh, by the way, for a lot of the comments that we've been getting on social media this week. Not all of them complimentary, but all of them appreciated. It's always nice to know that people are... Um, listening to what we say, Absolutely. even if you don't agree with what we say, it's good to get the feedback, so thank you for that. One thing we overlooked on the podcast last week... Because we didn't have one. We, yeah, we, <laughs> Partly because we didn't have one. That's it, and we hadn't um, had one the week before, and we didn't, didn't mention no. Cedric Munster. We didn't, no. We, obviously, there's been plenty of mentions of Cedric in the paper and online, yeah, uh, but not uh, um, orally on, on the podcast, and it's only right that since Cedric's Indeed. funeral was this Monday... Um, uh, that we uh, acknowledge his passing, and, and uh, uh, I couldn't go myself, but um, apparently it was a, a duly and yeah. uh, uh, predictably packed affair. People um, came from far and wide. They as certainly well, did. They? Derek Dawkins yeah. and his wife Tracy, very well known to many United fans, flew in from Spain. Uh, very, very old friends of Cedric mm-hmm. and uh, Gloria, his late wife. Uh, Mike Bateson was there. Uh, amongst many other yeah. people who had rightly been very fond and admired Cedric during his, Cedric his did pretty very much long every job at Tokyo, apart from captain the team. Although he did, he, he <laughs> was a, absolutely he, he, was a, a decent he wasn't that far player. away from no. captaining a team. He was a pretty good player when he was a, a teenager, and uh, um, he always believed that uh, um, that he was one of the sort of original apprentice, old style apprentices yeah. at the club in the nineteen sixties. Um, but his playing career took him into the more local leagues. Yeah. But he came back uh, in the um, mid-80s, um, round about the time that uh, Dave Webb uh, was there. He became commercial manager, and as you say, he did almost every job, off-field job that was going. And always um, had a yarn to tell, didn't he? Uh, Whenever you bumped into Cedric, you always had a yarn to tell. Never you. short of, of a, an anecdote yeah. or an opinion. <laughs> uh, uh, and... Uh, uh, all the better for it. Uh, um, sorely missed, sorely missed, Indeed. and um, uh, trenchant views on the way things either sh- were or should be, uh, which is never a bad thing. No, nope. um, and uh, a great sense of humour as well, and and typical of him that, that you know the illness that eventually uh, um, caused his death at the age of seventy, which of course was you know in this day and age is no great age. No, is it, it isn't. Um, he bore that with typical forthright, tackled it head on, yeah. um, and uh, v- very sad. Uh, uh, how he kept making it all the way up the stairs to the back of the grandstand each week to uh, <laughs> to, 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 to watch yeah. the team, yeah. um, I'll never know. But uh, that w- that was also typical of him. So uh, yeah. he kept doing that almost right up to the end. So uh, no. Apologies to our listeners for the omission there. A couple yeah. of people have picked us up on that, indeed. So the, the big news for Talker United in this transfer window could be 
Angus McDonald. Oh, uh, uh, Red uh, Miss uh, McDonald yeah, may have what, done us a bit of a favour. Yeah, uh, it could be a transfer that doesn't even involve the club no. at the moment. Well, it does, of course. Uh, um, we'll certainly move very quickly on in a minute to the transfers that do involve mm. United at the moment. But of course, Angus McDonald has 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 gone, and we luckily we managed to flag the the impending move up pretty early um, from Barnsley to Hull. Yeah, good uh, move for him. I would have thought yeah. so. Yes, yeah. he hasn't actually played since the end of November. Um, he's been unwell, hasn't he? Yeah, well, he's he's had this iron deficiency for which he's been receiving treatment. Mm. Not quite sure what that prompted that, but he's he says that he's now up and running and fully ready to to come back. Uh, and um, uh, Nigel Adkins, uh, is yeah. that right? Uh, uh, the Hull uh, City manager. Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, and the, the guy that used to be manager yeah. of Re- Reading, who actually um, uh, uh, released him. Uh, of course, I, he did, didn't he? Uh, yeah. At Reading That's in, two, in, in 2013, yeah. he 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 came to us on loan, uh, and he he went to Salisbury, believe it or not, when he was actually released by by Reading initially, mm-hmm. and then he came to United permanently, uh, and obviously played a huge part in the club uh, until he was moved, until he was transferred to Barnsley 18 yeah. months ago. Uh, but he captain Barnsley as well, didn't he? Oh yeah, he very club captain of Barnsley, and, and was and was made captain pretty quickly, really. I'm uh, almost surprised they let him go. I mean, it was obviously well, it's an offer they couldn't refuse. You you assume so, yeah. And we'll get on to that in a minute. But uh, as part of the deal that took him to Barnsley in August 2016, 18 mm. months ago, United had, uh, had a 15% sell-on clause. Uh, that's of any profit that Barnsley may have made on him. Yeah. Uh, and believe you me, uh, um, people like me have been digging pretty hard in the last 24 hours to try and find out what the yeah. fee is. Uh, I think I might be homing in on it in the next hour or two. Um, uh, and United stand to uh, um, hopefully make a, a tidy profit yeah. out of it. Uh, and over and above, yeah. uh, um, uh, of course, United have bad memories of these sort of things because not long ago, Unan O'Kane mm. uh, was transferred from Bournemouth to Leeds. Leeds, yeah. United had were on fifteen percent of that profit as well, uh, and uh, it still irks you not everybody at Plainmore that Unan uh, O'Kane, a full era international, moving from a Premier League club to a Championship club, apparently moved for no money at all. Yeah, um, and uh, and United that doesn't still, ring true at all. Does it still it? doesn't, and United still haven't received a, a, a penny for that. But um, so if we speculate with ballpark figures then on Angus McDonald, as, as we were saying earlier on, if you've got a club captain moving between Championship sides. Uh, that's and local rivals as well, effectively. Yeah. That's got to be a million-pound deal, hasn't You would have it? thought so. I've had people in the game, uh, they've quoted everything to me. I, I, in, this is speculation, not, not people who, who are saying, oh, I know the deals. Yeah. Uh, uh, everything from uh, 500,000 to 2 million. Yeah, know, well... Somewhere in the middle is the probably, truth, isn't it? yeah. yeah. Um, but that and, still gives Torquay a win for yeah, of between a hundred thousand and yeah. hundred and fifty thousand pounds. You, you, they would certainly hope so. Yeah. Uh, uh, United obviously are entitled to to know the fi- the, the figures. Um, the Premier Le- the Premier League uh, the Football League rather will be passing those on to United, and yeah. uh, I, I'm sure, as usual, probably half the fee will be down. Uh, the rest of it will be paid over a period yeah. of time, and it will arrive at Plainmore in dribs and drabs, no doubt. It won't be a 
nice lump sum suddenly dropping into the bank account. But um, it is mouth-watering, though, isn't it, from Torquay's point of view? Well, Although, funnily enough, in the I newspaper today, the sports editor is writing about the last day of the transfer window and all the casino spending that's been going on here and there. And he's talking about Chester. You know, the money it would take to save Chester slash Hartlepool slash give Torquay a fighting chance is what Manchester City spend on biscuits in the boardroom. Well, it's. I read the other day that in in the wake of Man City signing, is it Laporte from yeah. Real Sociedad or wherever, you know, Athletic Bilbao, uh, Manchester United have now spent more on their defence than 52 countries have spent <laughs> on their entire military spending in the world. <laughs> now, uh, that brings yeah. a new... <laughs> a new look to the whole phrase of military spending. Yeah. Uh, sorry, defence spending. Uh, but it, it's just... It has no relevance at all to us anymore, does it? It doesn't, but and football, it hasn't had for no. some time. Uh, uh, and when you see Liverpool winning 3-0 at Huddersfield and uh, their latest £75 million defender is sitting on the st- in the stand, uh, or, sorry, sitting on the subs bench, yeah. you think, well, <laughs> what's the world what's, coming yeah. to? But it's their world, and as you rightly pointed out it's not ours no um, but that trickle down effect will hopefully mean that uh, United uh, will be a tiny bit better off yeah I'm sure uh, there'll be plenty of people immediately saying oh well it'll go straight into Clark Osborne's bank account um, well I think football finance and company finance <laughs> does, works a little bit more uh, yeah. uh, uh, differently to that um, uh, Gary Owls was saying at his press conference today that, that, that uh, he certainly hopes that if an absolutely stonkingly good player comes up available and he asked for some money to go and sign him he said he he still feels fairly confident that the money would be forthcoming but um, United are certainly uh, there's more going out at playing more than coming in put it like that Mm -hmm. and has been for several months now so I'm sure any money that comes in will be uh, uh, gratefully received in that respect Now the window has closed for league clubs we get pulled up on this from time to time the window doesn't exist for, for national for nope. deals between national league clubs, quite. But if we're dealing with a league two club, for yeah. instance, the window is closed. The, 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 the league two player uh, uh, um, uh, would have to his contract would have to become a free agent. Okay, and that is happening already. Yeah. Quite a few players who haven't got moves in this window from league clubs um, who aren't getting in where they are mm-hmm. uh, and want to be moving. Will, Quite a few have, and one and, and several more, no doubt, will be trying to negotiate yeah. um, mutual consent, ending of contracts, so that they become free agents, and then that's uh, the way uh, it works. That's the yeah. way it okay. works, um, and uh, um, we'll see. Um, I think uh, um, ours was was hinting today that although he still got his eye out, he certainly after signing, what, eight players in the January yeah. transfer window. I mean, not all of them are still here, but a couple have gone It was, since, it was but, a busy uh, month, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Um, and another one arrived yesterday in Connor Lemony Evans. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, we'll, you know, hopefully he'll, he, he will appear for the first time at Playmore on Saturday. Uh, well, he may do. Uh, we'll see. Um, uh, there was another very interesting little move involving Aaron Barnes, but we'll come to that in yeah. a second. But, um, but basically, I think uh, Gary Owes is well aware of the fact that there's been quite a turnover of players. He admitted yeah. that today, and I think he's looking more to settle things down now rather than to, you know, bring in even more players. You do get to the point where, you know, well, 
does anybody know anybody's names? And no, it's very uh, true. It's uh, going to be interesting. Uh, we'll, uh, right well, at the end of the podcast, we'll go through what we think the team might look like. Yeah, exactly. Right, that, um, that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Dealing with matters off the field uh, again because they're still very much while Torquay are in the precarious position that they are. There's obviously going to be a lot of talk about what's happened off the field, what the long-term plans are. The Torquay United Supporters Trust had a meeting on Tuesday, Tuesday. night. Yeah. Um, we weren't there. No. For the, the, the reasons simple, that we simple. weren't there, simple reasons that we weren't not a public meeting. No. It's not something that we can broadcast and report at will. So it, when they do, when they have a public meeting, yeah. we'll oh, certainly no. be there. I'm sure we're, we're, we're in the process of trying to get a bit of a, an idea of mm. uh, what, if anything, of... of, of Import was yeah. said and came out of that meeting. I'm sure there were. It was, was plenty. well attended and very constructive, yeah. from what I've heard. Yeah, so, that's right. Um, uh, so, but I'm sure there were a number of topics which mm. doesn't take a great deal of genius to work out what they were, which came up for discussion. Uh, and one of them, no doubt, will be yeah. still the, the 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 issue which they have always put at the top of their agenda, which is playing more in the future yeah. of of, uh, of the site and the stadium. I mean, that's still a very difficult subject, isn't it? Because nobody quite knows what the council's position is on well, it. Nobody quite knows. You know, they, they, part, it would take an enormous seismic shift to do anything with playing more. Well, part, part part of the of, of the reason why was well, not reason why, but but part of the of the equation of tackling it the way we've tried to tackle it is that the the, the council yeah. and the mayor uh, and the council laws have just as big a part to play in this, mm. uh, good, bad and indifferent, as the owners of Torquay United. Um, and Torbay Council, as the landlords of the site, have yeah. to decide what they want to, for, to happen with yeah. the land that they own. And so far, there's been a thunderous silence there mm. from, you know, about what their intentions are. Now... Uh, um, uh, the editor here, Jim Parker, you know, did a piece in the Herald this week, I think, didn't he? And uh, yeah. um, uh, touching on that, um, and uh, and we actually talked about it a fortnight ago in in, in this very yeah. podcast. Um, uh, uh, there's not, you know, there's no point in getting down to talking about a new stadium, really. This is until everybody knows what the plans and intentions are at Playmore, yeah. and so far that hasn't happened. The talks. Uh, we know that talks have taken place about a possible sale yeah. to, from the from the council to Gaming International and Clark Osborne. We're not quite sure whether those talks have been purely between Clark Osborne and the mayor, mm. or between uh, proper, you know, uh, uh, council officials on, on, yeah. on that sort of level. Um, and uh, uh, those talks, anyway, have been suspended. Yeah, uh, they were suspended last summer, or at least put on hold. Until nothing, nothing new has been said since nothing then. Nothing new has, has been it? said yeah. since then. So, uh, but meanwhile, this is the sort of the elephant in the room, isn't mm. it? Of, of where, what the future of the Plainmore site is, when that might happen, and what that means for an overall deal yeah. involving a new stadium. Uh, um, you know, are there any other attachments to this deal? Yeah. You know, because mainly, uh, I think everybody accepts that, you, that that it's most unlikely, if not impossible, to stick a load of houses on Playmore. Mm. That ain't going to happen. Uh, um, uh, Spires College next door has a huge interest in yeah. what what happens to that site, and I'm sure that doesn't take a great deal of working out. 
But in those circumstances, Gaming International need to have some stuff built into this deal, don't they? Yeah. To make it financial sense for them for, for building a new stadium. So what might that be? Where might that be? Yeah. And it also feels as if it's almost one of those things, uh, who blinks first? Do the council come out and say, right, we will allow you to have playing more on the following conditions, or do you have to wait for Clark Osborne to come out and say, right, this is what I actually want to do with playing more and Nightingale Park? That's the $64,000 question. Yeah, isn't one it? of them is going to have to break well, cover sooner or later, though, surely. Exactly, absolutely right. Um, and we're in this yeah. phony war in a yeah. way of, of, and, and Tust have, have all, it's always been one of their, the planks of their belief is that Playmore should not be sold no. as a publicly owned asset in the town to a private developer mm. now I'm sure that is still their view um, and the council are going to have to at some stage um, tackle this issue yeah. and um, their their position at the moment is that uh, negotiations over any any sort of talks over the Plainmore lease and the site yeah. uh, are on hold until Gaming International come up with detailed plans for a new stadium complex. And they're unlikely to do that until they know what level the team is going to be playing at next season. Uh, that's one factor. Part time, full time. Yeah, exactly. All, all all of this is up in the air. Yeah. Really. really. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Question marks everywhere. It's, and, it's and a shrug of the shoulders and, all round, isn't and it? And really? so and so it, so they remain. Yeah. And in the meantime, of course, uh, almost you know, at the top of the list of priorities for most people is, for goodness' sake, can United stay in this damn division? Can they? Okay. Well, let's let's talk about some of these players who've come and gone. Then since the things move so quickly that since the last time we sat down and did a podcast, which was only a week ago. Uh, we've had three in and three out, haven't we, as far as uh, I can for, work yeah, it out? Yeah, um, out have gone... Damon, Damon Lathrop's gone to Woking for yeah. a small fee. Um, good move for him. I, I mean, would have he, thought so. A decent move for him. A good move for Talk United, I would have thought. I think, you know, they get some money for Damon yeah. Lathrop. Uh, he was a free uh, transfer when he came back from Aldershot. Um, uh, apparently, he, ha- he has some family issues. Yeah. That, that uh, He comes from Hertfordshire. Uh, and I think he wants to be closer to home to to handle those. And United factored those in when he said, "Look, I would quite yeah. like to move." Obviously, he'd managed to uh, attract some interest from Woking, and he mm-hmm. came on as a sub last Saturday. Yeah, uh, when Woking beat Fylde, which was a very good result for Woking in the circumstances because they've been on the slide. Yeah, um, um, Reese Mitchell uh, has gone back, uh, the winger to um, Chesterfield. Yeah, didn't really. Oh no, see no, uh, no. I think he may have been released from Chesterfield. Actually, I think I'm not sure whether that was a loan or not. Okay. Oh, goodness, there have been so many of them. You, you lose track. You tend to lose count. We didn't see time. very much of him. Did no, we? no. He didn't, came on as yeah. a sub in the in the the Bromley four yeah. 0 Bromley defeat. Uh, and Alex Fletcher has gone back to Plymouth Argyle, the young striker, only 18 years old. Young striker yeah. has gone back at the end of his month. But that was rather prompted by incomings. Yeah. Um, top of the list for. Goals fans is Brett Williams is back. Let's talk about Brett Williams. <laughs> <laughs> now Brett Williams, I now I haven't met Brett Williams. I don't know Brett Williams, but I'm told he's glad to be back. He's raring to go. Um, maybe he feels like he's got a bit of a point to prove that you know he left at the end of the season. 
you know, there was some thought that we, you know, we didn't really want to lose him, and he didn't really want to go. And it, I think all of those, all. I think all of those facts, uh, all of those those opinions are are probably right. Yeah. Um, uh, he he said categorically, said, look, if they'd offered me the same money I was on last season, I would have stayed. Yeah. Uh, he never wanted to to leave, even with all the. Uh, um, problems he had holding down a regular place in the yeah. team because he wasn't even on the bench for two or three no, months. No, he wasn't, was he? There was um, obviously a point where um, he and Kevin Nicholson didn't see eye to eye on, t- enough, on team selection, if yeah, nothing else. Exactly. Funnily enough, uh, 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 Brett Williams in an interview with the Herald this week, you know, said I, I got on yeah. <laughs> well with with with, uh, with Kevin off the pitch, but um, clearly uh, there were, there were mm. other issues involved. And Kevin came out several times during the course of the season, effectively said. I don't think he works hard enough. No. Um, well, you know, he ended up scoring 11 goals in 21 starts, and of course, the four goals he scored against Braintree at home yeah. uh, on Easter Monday and Dover away the following Saturday were absolutely crucial yeah. in keeping United in the division last year. And boy, do we um, need something like that! Telling, now. telling me, I, I, the, the th- uh, Brett Williams has has been a striker who may well have frustrated one or two people over the years for several clubs. But his strike rate for starts is right up there. Yeah. Um, uh, and um, apparently he's bounced back into the club this week. Yeah. Very bright in training. Yeah. Um, appears thoroughly up for it. Um, uh, and Gary Owers is obviously hoping that he can provide the finishing, which of course has been so sadly lacking from United this season. Jumping ahead on the agenda just for a moment. Would you start him on Saturday? Oh, goodness sake, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, uh, Elliot Romain has done very well in his first two games. He worked his backside off against Bromley yeah. um, without much support. Apparently, I didn't go to Macclesfield, uh, had other duties, but uh, uh, he worked a game very hard. So you've got a combination. Took, took his goal well as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you've got a combination of a workhorse with yeah. a bit of quality yeah. and, a finish, and, and, and a finisher in Williams. Well, Last time I sort of thought about soccer tactics up front, that seems to that's, be a pretty good combination. combination so, uh, um, uh, um, and you know, I, I, I mentioned this a couple of times. In all of this, you still have to, you know, Gary Hours, and he's a very experienced manager and, and knows this without anybody like me telling him. Is is that you have to keep all the other players ticking over? Yeah, you know, towards the end of last season. Rory Keating played a huge part in keeping United up yeah. by his sheer work rate mm-hmm. and the fact that he was up for it every single week. Uh, and all right, so he might be out of the team at the moment. Jamie Reid, whether or not he starts on Saturday, he may well start, we don't know. But all of those players will almost certainly have a role to play between yeah. now and the end of yeah. the season. There is no guarantee that, for instance, if Gary Owers is thinking of starting with Romain and Williams up front on Saturday, that both of those will be able to go right through to the end of the season without injury, no. scoring goals every single week. And there are suspensions to factor uh, in and all, that all, kind of thing. All sorts. Yeah. So, you know, everybody, you know, there will be, and we were just running through them before the podcast, weren't we? There will be three, four, five players who don't start, who, who barely even figure on Saturday no. against Barrow. And yet, one of them might have to or end up doing something crucial, which you never know, might still keep United up. That's the art of management, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, the other players who've come in then, it's quite a funny story, well, is Aaron Barnes. Amazing, is, um, absolutely extraordinary. Uh, uh, um, he, he, he signed on loan from Charlton yeah. ooh, about three weeks ago mm-hmm. now, something like that. 
uh, didn't get in the team for the first couple of games, uh, so nobody had really seen him. He then makes his debut at um, Macclesfield last Saturday yeah. in a, a defensive sitting midfield role, and apparently, by all accounts, plays really well. Yeah. Um, great, we all think. Right, well, he's cemented into that Damon Lathrop-type role. Yeah. Uh, um, and then all of a sudden we hear that Colchester have bought him from... Charlton, yeah, uh, for an undisclosed on, sum on de- on deadline on deadline day, day. Yeah. and you go, oh no, don't say that. But of course, uh, uh, subsequently, he's coming back to spend the rest of the season with us on loan anyway. And I think, uh, uh, without going into too much detail, I think United could have stymied the yeah. his move from Charlton to Colchester. There was not a recall clause in his loan. Okay, uh, uh, here, so United could have turned around and said. Well, no, he's not going back to Charlton. Yeah. So United, but obviously, you know, how do you... You, you can't the, conduct yourself... The decent yourself. thing was done. Correct. Yeah. You can't conduct yourself like that. So Good. United quite rightly said, fine, we'll uh, um, send him back to Charlton. Yeah. He then, <laughs> poor old Aaron Barnes, jumps, I'm not sure whether it was plane, car or um, aeroplane <laughs> uh, or, or train. Uh, he has to get himself from Torquay up to London off to Colchester yeah. to have a medical at Colchester, sign for them, um, and meanwhile, fresh loan agreements are being made between yeah. United and Colchester for him to come back down here on loan, which he duly, duly happened, uh, and he is happily here on loan to the end of the season, and hopefully, if he plays anything like he apparently did at Macclesfield yeah. last, last Saturday, he can be a big help. And uh, the most recent arrival... On deadline day itself, uh, midfield player Connor Lemonhay Evans, yeah, from Bristol, from Bristol City. City, yeah, yeah, played at Bath with um, Gary Owens earlier yes, this twice, season, didn't he? Twice yeah. actually, uh, uh, I think once last season and once this season. Since then, he's he's had a game in the FA Cup against Watford for Bristol City. Yeah, I think he was on the bench. I think he might have been on the bench against Man United in their famous okay, in the uh, Carabao, Carabao Cup, Cup some, uh, whatever that is, quarter final yeah. victory yeah. Over, over Man United. Um, uh, Gary Owens knows him very well. I think he's a different type of midfield player from George Dowling, who of yeah. course is also on loan from yeah. Bristol City. Different types of players, attacking uh, uh, midfield player. Apparently, can play up front at a push. Um, obviously, we haven't seen him, and uh, um, but he's 21 years old, and um, this is part of a link actually, which appears to be happening more and more between United and Bristol City. Yeah. Uh, which, when Gary Owens took over. Um, Bristol City um, virtually hinted that um, because of the links between the two yeah. um, that they would be looking maybe to use Torquay as a, as a club to, to get some of these young lads out and get games and experience. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's, it's you know, worked well for us with George Dowling, hasn't yeah. it? It, it um, could work well again. Fingers crossed, yeah. yeah. So uh, um, he's come in. Um, so effectively, yes, it's been uh, three, three in and three, three out. out. Now, Interestingly, from the weekend, what happens in the goalkeeping position this week? Is Ryan Clark's injury going to keep him out this week? Looks like it, yep. yeah. Uh, he, he turned his ankle in the first half at Macclesfield last weekend, had to be replaced at half-time by Vincent Durrell. He's going to be out for 10 days, a fortnight yeah. with that. So um, uh, United are recalling Neil Osborne, their young goalkeeper, from his long loan at, um, mm. at Barnstable Town. Yeah. Um, uh, that'll that'll be interesting because if Osborne comes back and Gary Owes is a manager who wants a, a goalkeeper on the bench, yeah. then obviously narrows his other options. Yeah. Only five on the bench. Um, 
you know, in that in that in that department. But I, I can't see there's much point in recalling Neil Osborne, which United are, if if it's not to sit, no. not to be on the bench. So um, so what, because I was away for a week and ended up missing two games, I missed the transition between Durrell and Clark because when when I went. Durrell was the first choice yeah. goalkeeper, and then Clark came in. How did that happen? Um, well, he, that uh, Gary Hours recalled him for the home game against Eastleigh, yeah. uh, which was Ryan Clark's old club. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he felt that um, Vincent Durrell's been through quite a difficult spell recently. He's just become a father for the first time, um, uh, uh, which is quite a big event in yeah. any young man's life. Um, I think I, I, all United fans, I think, are like Vincent Durrell yeah. as you know he's yeah. done a really good job since he's been here but I think Gary Owls looked at it he uh, he he thought hang on is this is he on top form mm-hmm. uh, might this be a time to take him out for a game or two I've got Ryan Clark hugely experienced good goalkeeper keeper. here yeah. good keeper he was uh, as I think we said several times at the time he got injured if if you handed out player of the year trophies after half a dozen games he would have walked in right up there um, wouldn't he? yeah uh, uh, and uh, Eastleigh was his old club he put him in against Eastleigh it didn't go brilliantly let's face it uh, um united lost 2-1 at home uh, personally speaking i'm always a bit of a pedant in these things and the second eastleigh goal uh, or was it the first i'm not quite sure um uh, i was more Frustrated by the fact that we allowed a guy to run almost from the touchline to the edge mm. of their area without laying a boot on him, and then Ryan Clark went down to save the shot, and it appeared to sort of bobble uh, yeah. uh, over his hand. It wasn't the greatest save he's ever made in his life. But I think Gary Hour's view was, well, hold on a minute. If I've made a decision here and I've put Ryan Clark back into the team, he's a hugely experienced goalkeeper, yeah. made of the right stuff. What you know. If I take him back out again now, yeah. you're going A, B, A, B, A, B. No, that's not the right thing to do. Uh, I've had confidence in him to play, and I'm sticking with him. Give him a run. And yeah. what happened? United lost 4-0 at home to Bromley. <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> that certainly wasn't down to Ryan Clark. Uh, then, when United went to Macclesfield last week, I'm sure a lot of United fans were thinking, well, what does he do now? Does he put Durrell yeah. back in again? No. He stuck with Ryan Clark at Macclesfield last Saturday. Uh, Ryan Clark did pretty well in the first half, by all accounts, but he picked up this ankle injury, yeah. and so uh, so his hands poor old Ryan, yeah, yeah, poor old yeah. Ryan has, has ended up losing his place uh, um, again because of injury, just as he did after yeah. five or six games at the start of the season. So um, uh, Vincent will almost certainly be back yeah. in the team on on Saturday, and I'm sure he'll be. Absolutely, busting to to, uh, to show that he is still the num- or still or he is the number one goalkeeper in the club. Now it's Barrow on Saturday, three o'clock kickoff at Playmore. It, is it hell? Uh, it's, you know, we're we're talking about it being a huge game, but I believe the same noises are coming from Barrow as well, aren't they? Uh, well, I think Barrow's attitude is that if they can win down win here on Saturday, then they can effectively maybe say goodbye to Torquay and yeah. sort of knock them out of the relegation race. Uh, well. That may well be true. Uh, I think, uh, who knows, here we are, we're 15 games to go and we're saying this is as big as they come. Well, if United win on Saturday, uh, then we know we're going to have plenty more big ones and maybe even bigger ones down the line. But as things stand, this will do (laughs) as one of the most important matches I can imagine United playing for for quite a while. Um, the, the, The sheer maths of the situation dictate uh, 11 points adrift, 15 games to go. 
um, uh, that United have got to start closing this gap yeah. now, not, 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 not in f- three, four games' time. Um, rather not um, leave it till the last possible well, moment. Gary Owls w- w- this today was sort of, you know, obviously he's trying to remain very positive, and, and, and he, the, the, the point he's making is, look, if at the end of February, and this will be February the 3rd, won't mm. it, uh, yeah. Saturday, if, if, we, if United even have got, got the gap down to five or six points, to safety, this is, by yeah. the way, uh, by the end of February, and you then get it down to three or four by the end of March, the, the whole, in other words... This isn't suddenly going to be transformed, not unless United suddenly go and put five no. or six wins together. Um, but they need some um, momentum, don't they? But they, they? need some yeah. momentum. In other words, it's all about getting yourself into a position where you can at least stay up in April. Yeah. In other words, if the thing is dead and buried by then, then you know we can all yeah. start making plans for the summer. Um, but uh, uh, that's, the, that's the task ahead, to c- start cutting into this gap. And because of the fact that there's only 15 games to go, it's got to start happening now. United have got uh, uh, Barrow at home this Saturday, Maidenhead away uh, the following Saturday, and I think it's then Dagenham at home, something like that. And then Leighton Orient comes up. Leighton Orient away comes up a little bit after that. Um, But, uh, uh, you know, you've got... By the way, they had a win at Halifax on Tuesday Mm. night, which was, I think, or we'd probably have preferred a draw there, but there you go. Uh, it means that Halifax aren't out of it either. No. So um, the, there's a number of clubs there that still are, are looking catch, over, catchable, looking at catchable. Yeah. Um, but this game on on Saturday, uh, a win for United it, it would obviously have a huge boost to them in the league table. But psychologically, yeah, the, the, you know, even last Saturday it was a good point at Macclesfield. Let's face it, they're top of the table, Macclesfield. You would have taken a point before the game. You would, yeah. but. You imagine how much bigger th- a win would have been at Macclesfield. Uh, it, it, uh, you know, you take it and you carry yeah. on. Of course you do, but um, it's uh, it's a perilous situation, and United have got to turn it round. Yeah. So we expect Durrell in goal. We probably expect Brett Williams to start. On well, Saturday. I would have thought so. Durrell in goal. I can't. Uh, 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 Gary Hours shifted back to the three centre back formation at the back, the three-five-two, yeah. and went with Balatoni. Uh, um, Josh Gowling. We, we we should mention him. He came back into the team for the first time for two and a half months. Yeah. Uh, and sure enough, uh, when Gowling plays, United tend not to concede yeah. <laughs> too many goals. Uh, and he he played well at centre half last Saturday, uh, and McGinty. So you've got. I would have thought that he will stick with that. Yeah. Effete and Davis are the wing-backs. Effete, uh, by the way, um, chapeau to him. Uh, he won a crucial header against their goalkeeper to set yeah. up the equaliser. Um, and I think that suits him, that right wing-back role. He he likes a bit of a run-up field, doesn't yes, he? Yes, he, he uh, He's unstoppable <laughs> um, when yeah, he actually gets when he going. Gets going he? he's, a, he's a hell of a good athlete, isn't yeah. he? And Liam Davis on the other side. I think, by the way... Uh, um, Macclesfield have got two of the best wingers in the division uh, Elliot Durrell on the right hand side uh, and Ryan Lloyd on the left and they gave United problems yeah. especially in the first half up there but uh, and of course when you play against that formation there's that there's that space yeah. behind the two wing backs that you try and attack and that and Macclesfield bowler counts definitely did that now whether Barrow can pose that same threat we'll 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 see Barnes possibly in the pocket behind Young and Dowling. Well, I, I can't see 
you know, any obvious reason to change that no. that, that, that I know of. Um, we, I know we've got these various new, new lads around yeah. and hoping to get in the team, but I don't think any of those three players did anything to deserve coming out for mm. uh, last weekend. And then possibly Williams and Romain. Well, that's how it finished. That's how it finished on Saturday. Uh, And uh, Gary Owes has been quite complimentary about the efforts of of both Williams and um, Romain in the time they were together. So, I mean, you know, there is not much point of bringing Brett Williams back in these circumstances if you're not going to start with him, is there? And by all accounts, he's looked sharp in training, very up for it. So it's not as if he's been off the pace at, at Bromley. Uh, uh, he hasn't been in the team at Bromley, and they had they did allow him to leave on yeah. a free transfer. It's worth saying that. Um, but again, you see, goals to starts. I think it's six from about twelve or thirteen starts this season. He scores. He scores every other game, doesn't he? Basically, every other game he yeah. starts, and, yeah. and he's done that most of the time through his yeah. career. It doesn't mean that he started every match. Um, and of course, three of his six goals came against United in the three-one win yeah. up at Hayes Road in in uh, in September. But um, uh, uh, I'm sure he's up yeah. for it, fit, ready, and um, it's time to Indeed. do the business, isn't it? So, thank you very much for your time. This has been the uh, Yellow Army, Devon Live, Herald Express, Talker United podcast for this week. We're looking forward to Saturday. It's going to be are. a big game. I haven't seen Talkie play for a couple of weeks because the two uh, last two home games well, fitted in. must be in. on Tenterhook. <laughs> Absolutely. I can't wait. Um, I, I, for goodness sake, give us a goal in the first 20 minutes to get <laughs> to get us going. <laughs> Indeed. Thanks for your time. This has been us, uh, Guy and David. We'll be back next week. We'll see you at Plainmore on Saturday, 3 o'clock kick-off. Do come up and say hello. And in the meantime, come, come on, on, you yellows. yellows.